Unfortunately, this Sunday can be one of those forgotten Sundays or one of those moments where we arrive at church and wonder, gee, why doesn't the church get with it? Why are there still Christmas decorations inside, right? We've already celebrated Christmas. We've celebrated New Year. We've already taken advantage that I'm off work. I've taken down all my Christmas lights while the weather's still good before it becomes negative 10 degrees. And we come to church, and there's a part of us that either sees it and says, what, did someone just forget? Or, at best, we come in and we have maybe these nice memories of, oh yeah, Christmas was very nice, and, and I remember the Christmas carols and, and the trees, and it kinds of, kind of brings us back to when we were here for Christmas. And if we're honest with ourselves, we probably have one or the other experience we, we, when we come in today. The Feast of the Epiphany, unfortunately, doesn't really have that much importance in our minds, in our culture. Yeah, we all like the three magi, and more often than not, when we're doing our manger scenes, we just go ahead and stick them in there because the manger scene's just not really a manger scene unless they're there. And we arrive to today, the 6th of January, or this Sunday when we celebrate the Epiphany, and it's kind of like, yeah, okay, the, the three wise men came, and isn't that Christmas? Why are we still... Why are we celebrating that today? I know I've mentioned it in years past, and I don't want to go into detail this evening. I want to delve into something else. But today was a huge feast in the church. Epiphany, the word means manifestation. It was the feast that encompassed several things that we celebrate on several different Sundays and different days. It encompassed Christmas, the baptism of the Lord, the visit of the Magi, the wedding feast of Cana, these milestones, these mile markers where Jesus manifested himself either to his disciples, to the Jews, to the Gentiles. He manifested his divinity at his baptism as we will celebrate next Sunday. And it wasn't until after centuries had passed that little by little these feasts began to spread out and be celebrated on different days. But today was, if you will, the mother of all feasts when God shows himself. We remember the fact that we are in a religion not where we're simply trying to find God, but that God has come to find us. It's the radical difference between Judeo-Christianity and every other religion on the face of the earth. We are religion of God who has come to us. And so this feast day, this feast of the Epiphany, we celebrate this fact, this incredible thing that we have that's unique about the Judeo-Christian religion. But tonight I want to focus on another point, something I think that the wise men can teach us. I don't think there's anyone in this room who would say, no, I don't want to encounter Jesus Christ. I don't want to grow in my relationship with Jesus Christ. But there's probably many of you, many of us sitting here that at one point or another, we've probably kind of given up, even though we'd be ashamed to say that. We've given up because it's hard and because we didn't really get any results. Yes, I love the Lord. Yes, I come to Mass on Sunday. Yes, I'm trying to raise my children well. Yes, I'm trying to be a moral person. But encounter Jesus Christ like I encounter a person and get to know them, 
Am I still passionate? Am I still enthralled about that possibility? Probably a lot of us, the answer would be no. I, I, at one point, maybe in my faith journey, but not, not now. If you find yourself in that situation here this evening, you're not alone. It's easy to get discouraged and say, how am I going to get to know Jesus Christ? What do you mean? Yeah, I can read about him, read about him in the Bible and uh, yeah, but that encounter to grow in it. I think the wise men have something to teach us this evening. It's very simple, my message this evening. The first thing I think the wise men teach us about encountering Jesus Christ, growing in that relationship, is God meets us where we're at. Sounds like a very simple concept, but if you look at the gospel, if you look at every single moment when God or Jesus Christ is calling his disciples or God is calling his prophets, what are they doing? What was Simon Peter doing? What was John doing? What, were, what was James doing when the Lord called them? They were fishing. Why? They were fishermen. What was Matthew doing when Jesus entered into his life and radically changed it? Matthew was a tax collector. He was at his post. What were the Magi doing? These philosopher astronomers from the East. What were they doing? They were stargazers. They were intent on the heavens. That's why they were able to see the star at its rising. That is at its beginning. Why? Because they were already watching. It was their profession. It's what they did. And God sent his star into their profession, where they were. Jesus stepped into Peter's boat because he was a fisherman. The first step for me to encounter Jesus Christ in a deeper way and grow in my relationship is do what I'm supposed to be doing. If I'm a mom, be the best mom that I can be. If I'm a dad, be the best dad I can be. If I'm a student, be the best student I can be. If I'm a son, if I'm a daughter, be the best daughter, be the best son. Do my profession. Do the ordinary. Don't be afraid of the ordinary. Sometimes we're like, well, I have to run out there or go over there, and that's where I'm going to find Jesus Christ. That's where I'm going to encounter him. I, I need to read more books. I have to go on a pilgrimage. I have to go, I don't know where, and do I don't know what. But the first place that Jesus will find you is where you're supposed to be. Father, mother, child, student, businessman, priest. If you're doing that, the star someday is going to appear. What's the second step? The wise men set out on the journey. It's a journey. When Jesus called the disciples, they had to follow him. What did he say? Come, follow me. It's an ongoing process. The wise men, when they saw the star, didn't find Jesus Christ. Me, when Jesus Christ steps into my life, it's not going to be this immediate, usually, it's not this immediate you know, shazam, amazing encounter, and I just feel so much different and amazing, and, and he's there, and he's real, and I believe him, and, and my life has changed. No, it's a journey. It's going to take one, putting one foot in front of the other, in front of the other, in front of the other. And the last thing that I think 
the wise men have to teach us is sometimes the star disappears. They arrived to Jerusalem. They didn't see the star. That amazing star that once led them, it seemed like it disappeared. How many times in my life that faith that I had when I was just a little kid and everything seemed so simple when it came to God and His church and Jesus Christ and Mary and the saints. When we get older, it, there's moments, I think, in our life when that star goes out. When I say, you know what, I, I come to church, but at times I don't feel like I believe. At, at times I doubt it. It's not as sensational as it was before. God's presence in my life, I can't even touch it. I can't even see it. Things are dark. And yet, the wise men, what did they do? They asked, where can we find this child? And they kept on walking. And the star reappeared. I think that's a good lesson for this evening. If you want to encounter Jesus Christ, if you want your relationship to grow, don't be afraid of the ordinary. Don't be afraid to set out on the journey. And don't be afraid when the star goes out. Have faith. Have faith.